When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah. Yeah. What is up? It's another Wednesday. We're here in the stew. No toe tree today. We in the stew. But it's okay. How's everybody doing? Bad. I'm Shane Diefenbach. That's Sean DePaz. Welcome to the PHNX Sunnival Show. Brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app. America's top rated sportsbook app. We got a lot to talk about today. Yeah. Morocco got knocked out of the World Cup. Yeah. That's tragedy first, for sure. <sighs> what did you actually want to talk about first? What? So what did you actually want to talk about? First? Well, you know, ASU football's got some movement. Um... Basically, they will have movement this entire offseason, but <laughs> don't be a lot of it. more news today. Most recently, Isaiah Johnson putting his name in the portal. Um, BJ Green as well. Just there, there's just there's a there's a lot going on, um, but also some good news. And we'll, yeah. we'll get to that a little bit later. But let's talk about what this team really needs. Wins. Because it's a lot. Yes. Aside <laughs> from aside from wins, let's talk positional groups. Um, the first being. The most necessary, I would say. The I think the biggest struggle for this team last year, and it's getting even weaker, and that's the defensive line. At first, I thought you said necessary. Oh, oh damn. Mm, I was like, ooh, yeah. look at you, Shane. Well, speaking uh, of Nesta, he did declare yes. for the draft. We haven't yeah. talked about that yet, so congratulations to him. Um, I definitely think he's going to find a spot yeah. just because of his size. Yeah, um, and he's a dog. He is a dog. So, yeah, let's talk defensive line and needs there. Is that the biggest need in terms of a position group for football? Um, probably because I mean, I do think they got to do something with the quarterback position, but at the worst case scenario, he's do still have Trenton and I think he is at the very least serviceable. So that's what it is. I, I, yeah, at this point I do think it's defensive line, um, because everyone is gone. <laughs> Everyone's gone. Um, and the defensive line was already not great last year. Um, but yeah, it, it I, I think it probably is the biggest need right now. Yeah, uh, so official transfers on the defensive line, Omar, Joe Moore, Stan yep. Lambert, Anthony Cooper. And then, like we said, Nesta heading to the draft. Yeah, Nesta to the draft. Uh, Chris brings up offensive and defensive line. Yes, the yeah, line off- just in yeah. general. Yeah, the trenches. Um, but, you know, there's, there's there's a lot of players out there that are in the portal as well. I would expect they they shore it up. Yeah, um, I, my biggest concern is that, that, and this is just, I guess, theoretical, hypothetical, that the de- that enticing defensive players to come here is going to be slightly diffi- more difficult than it is to entice offensive players to get here because you have an offensive-minded mm-hmm. coach, and I think everyone is looking at this team thinking it is going to be explosive offensively. Um, but it's not to say that they won't yeah. be able to, so it'll, it'll be interesting to see kind of how that shakes out. But I do think it would just be nice if they had like a nice defensive line. It's kind of like basketball, how like we're coming in this year, be like, I hope they dunk more. Yeah. It's like I hope they get more sacks. Yeah, I hope like, they blitz more. Yeah, like, I hope they get home. If they have like a dominant pass rusher would be pretty awesome. Yeah. Pretty awesome. But at this point, what on the defense doesn't need work. Yeah. Everywhere. They lost their, their two starting linebackers. Everyone in the, the secondary seems like well, they they've left yeah. in some Here's capacity. the difference though is the defensive line there's not really many much noise about 
players coming in. Yeah, you, you know, you, you've gotten official um, verbal commitments from linebackers that are coming here already. Interest in Monday, Crew Jackson, and Tate Romney. Like, but yeah, I'm. I, some of those will definitely help off the ball, um, but you get, you're going to need some on the line. Um, I think Tristan Monday will play a lot on the line, but speaking of linebackers that are basically linemen, B.J. Green was the big one today. Um, yeah. B.J. Green is a strange one because he not only you know wasn't wasn't a huge part of this team a couple of years ago, but he, he he got a scholarship. Yeah. He, he was one of those guys that worked his way up to a scholarship and got. He I expected him to have a huge year this year, and he. Was a key backup, but yeah. you're still a backup, um, and you lose depth now. You bet you're basically losing two deep on the defensive line. Yes, and that's the biggest concern yeah. I think is that yeah, everywhere they've obviously just about everywhere they've lost people, but like losing Emery, not that really big of a deal. They didn't at, at once he lost the job, he didn't play again. Mm. Um, losing a guy like yeah, yeah, it's it's tough. I like like we said the the. Trenches are bad because especially on the offensive side of the football, they guys kept getting hurt last mm. year too. Um, and so to not have depth there would obviously be a problem. But I'm not like I don't yeah. think anyone should be concerned. That's the, the portal's been open That's the clear position is the yeah. defensive line, I think. Um and again, there's still a lot to happen. Like you're gonna you're gonna see a lot of movement here before this portal this portal session ends and during the next one and then commitments whatever it be there's always a surprise that comes into it yeah um so i it's no time to panic yet but it's definitely not a good sign for right now at least you would rather be in a position where you have backups yeah yeah and i mean i guess looking at the transfers like the linebacker position is the one place that they have gotten a few guys um linebacker room is looking awfully all american um but they uh, otherwise they have holes they have to fill, um, and I'm sure that there's there's still the additions they're going to make in that linebacker room. But um, yeah. awfully all American, awfully all American, bad bad band name, yeah, good band name, awful band name, I would say, off, awfully, stop. I don't I don't I, I don't really even know, know where I was going with that. I don't either. I, I was just awful, awfully. I don't know. I don't know. Literally had no idea where you were going with that. I feel like um, Totri's not here, so I have to kind of pick up the slack of starting sentences without knowing where they're going to end. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, as I said, that's the clear positional need. What's the second one? Is it a quarterback? All right. So are we grouping just offense and defensive line into one? Because if the defensive line is a one, then offensive line is two, I think. Um, if we're moving outside of the trenches... Then, yeah, I think quarterback is the one position where I think you can be okay with the current quarterbacks you have. But if you do want to go to like take a next step, like Oregon did when Kenny got there with Bo Nix, like you got it. I think you have to go get a, a DJ Uyungle. Uyungle. Yeah, nice. I, I, I think I was right, but I, I usually check That's with Kotri. Um, yeah, you were asking Kotri yeah, this afternoon. But I usually say it right, and then I get him. And he's like, yeah, that was good. Um, I think you need to go get him or Spencer Sanders or something like that if you really want to take the offense to another level. Um, but yeah, offensive line. Not only yeah. were you bad last year, you're also losing Ben Scott and Ladarius Henderson. Yeah, uh, and to the transfer portal only. So, but I mean, everywhere offensively, like the receivers, you still have Elijah Badger as of right now. But otherwise, like, what is that position group going to look like? I think your receiver room is going to be really good. I think it's going to be good, but you they still have I to. Do I wouldn't things. be worried about the pass catchers. I mean, Cam um, Johnson leaving, but Jake Smith coming in. Jake Smith's a dog. And there's a lot. There's a lot of other uh, guys noise. that may or may not. Yeah. Um, but what? 
Uh, I'm a Dorian. Um, <laughs> um, but then also the running back room, like it got us in the transfer portal. We don't know where that's going to go. Um, they have Tevin White. They have DeCarlos Brooks, who is going to be on the show tomorrow. We'll talk about that more later. But um, you're just giving it out there. I mean, you're not even teasing them. I I don't even know what you're talking about. Um, but yeah, I think the quarterback position is the one that, to take the offense to another level. Is the one where they have to go get somebody. So you're not happy with just Conover coming in? No, I don't like. Cool, but. We have no reason to expect that he's going to be like something special yet. He hasn't done anything. So yet. you want to? I want DJ. I, I like. I I want DJ Uyunglele. <laughs> I think that I think he brings this team to a different level and makes them a legit Pac-12 championship why, contender. But is that just a pipe dream? Is it a pipe dream that he comes here? Yeah. I mean, not necessarily. Like it. it it's. I, I I I'm not trying to put too much value into it, but I think the fact that he did visit here at one point, like. It means a little something. Like he has mm-hmm. slight familiarity. Like he would know what he's getting into. I guess to a certain extent. Um, but I'm sure it's a pipe dream. Like he's the biggest name in the transfer portal. So quarterback wise. Yeah. Um, so there's there's going to be a lot of people calling. But I. So I Jay, think it's a pipe dream for anybody. But it, I don't think. Yeah, it's I think crazy. the only real reason aside from the visit that you can make a case for him coming here is obviously what everyone's talked about with Kenny and Bo Nix. Yeah, I mean they're yeah. kind of similar. You know, crazy talented, but just kind of just do some dumb things sometimes. Yeah, they need they need a hand to guide them in the yeah. right direction. And Kenny's got a golden one. Um, yes. DB, are you are you how worried about you? How worried about that room are you? I'm very because I was so disillusioned last year that I was like, ah, oh, this def- the defensive backs are going to be all right, and they really weren't that great. Yeah. Um, so I want that locked. Listen, literally everywhere that's not punter and and kicker i think needs improvement so like we could go through every position group but they got to replace case hatch too we don't have a fullback (laughs) like so but this is this is what it is what it is it's a rebuilding program i love case hatch like so much he was one of my he was the truest fullback but i want a i want a fullback that gets carries fair you know like case hatch could have gotten carries but i want if kenny was here last year I can. can he, I feel like they would have used Case Hatch in some he'd crazy be an way. All American, a chip block to a wheel route, <laughs> break a face mask. He's running with no helmet. Yeah, carry the face yards. mask. Yeah, um, yeah. Get, that would be fun. But um, every literally. Oh well, we forgot. We don't need improvement in the tight end room. Like I could not touch that at all, and I'd be completely fine. I don't well, concerned about that. But we'll take these Robinson. Well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, mean, I won't complain, but. They don't need to improve there. Like yeah. if that if that position group looks the way it does right now, starting the season, yeah. I won't have a problem. And I know it's late, but that's another thing is flipping recruits. It could still happen. Yeah, no, that's just, just like obviously we gotta talk about it, but like <laughs> it's hard to talk about it because so much is going to change still. Mm-hmm. Um, like I mean, you look at this time last year, Jaden Daniels was the starting quarterback for ASU football. So like. We have no idea who, what this roster is going to look like, even tomorrow, potentially. Chat, so. who's a name in the portal that is available still or maybe committed somewhere that you think could flip that you would want? Drop them in the chat right now. Um, last thing about this, let's talk about Dorian Singer. Because mm. Dorian Singer, it's, it's the hot meter is, is warm it's, in terms of ASU and Utah, which is crazy. But do you think... Dorian Singer is a Sun Devil in by by the start of next season. Yes. You do. Yes. I just 
Like, I mean, it seems like Utah and ASU are the two. And I do think what better way to give a giant fuck you to Jaden Delora and the Wildcats. I don't know if it is. I obviously don't know if it's actually personal like that. But then to go to their biggest rival and then go beat them. I'm just saying. I mean, if he goes to Utah, like I, I Utah makes a lot of sense. I think it's a, it's a, like he's going to be successful there. They're yep. going to be the best team in the conference probably next year. Um, but it's more fun if you come here. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying. Uh, but yeah, I think I think he ultimately will be. And from what I've heard, the projections say that ASU is the best chance. But obviously, that doesn't doesn't really mean shit. Um, but I think so. I think he's a Sun Devil. Yeah, I, I, I don't. I, I mean, if I had to, if I had to say right now, I would say no, just because I think it's so, so wild, and ASU is going to have so many more names coming in the receiver room, guys. Yeah. It's there's a lot of talk. It's just so much. Uh, change. But look, if I mean Singer here is Singer, Singer and Badger and Jake Smith, one, two, three. Can you imagine that? I cannot. <laughs> I cannot. But also. Like it doesn't really matter if you don't have a quarterback that can get them the ball. But I do think that even if it is Borgay still, like if you have a super talented receiver and you saw what he was able to accomplish at times with just a badger essentially, and Conyers still gonna be there. Um, but I, I do think having a good receiving room could make him look really good if that is what ends up happening. But if you put a good receiving room with DJ Uyunglele, <laughs> This is a Rose Bowl team. I think you're obsessed with saying offense. that name now. Yeah, I'm, I'm obsessed, obsessed with a, him. It's a great name to say. I'm obsessed with him. Plus, I, and I also might be a little jaded because I spent a whole lot of time in the ACC. Uh, <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. Jacob makes a great point. This is this is the player to be named later in the Jade Lavelle trade. <laughs> that is such a great point. Hundred. Uh, if you guys don't know, Jade Lavelle, star ASU, women's basketball player transferred For, to okay, you. Yeah, I was going to say former star yeah. ASU basketball player. Yeah. Um, well, you were talking about obsession and obsession with a certain quarterback. I'm obsessed with a certain food place. Mm. Um, and we have a lot of good ones. We do have a lot of good ones. How about this one? Which we one? had this yesterday or Monday. Yeah, all the days are running together. Yeah, dude. A uh, thing I love about Chop Shop is that I admittedly not great at like eating healthy. Yeah. I got a pretty shitty diet. But then Max shows up with this chop shop. And I'm not going to lie. I was pretty skeptical at first because I was just like, it just kind of sounds like some healthy shit. Like, I'm not, it's not really my vibe. Then we had it. Not just some healthy shit. Like, it is healthy for you. But it also, like, the chicken yeah. prosciutto sandwich. Yeah. You I mean, you put prosciutto on just about anything. I'm going to sign up for it. Like, yeah. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a yeah. it's, it, it, prosciutto and, guy and through hey, and through. Your buddy comes up to you. You want to go eat something healthy? Like, a good, a nice protein bowl? And you're like, yeah, but, like. Not trying really. to save some money. Yeah. It's oh, like, yeah, yeah. Eleven dollars. Yeah. For protein and also, like, it's healthy, but also you can mix in like a lemonade or Arnold Palmer, and yeah. that shit goes crazy. And they also have this like white fudge cookie or something. I don't remember what it is, but it's a yeah. cookie that is amazing. Um, so they got some good stuff in there. Yeah. They got like some non-healthy if stuff. If you haven't tried Chop Shop, all jeez, whoa, all over Arizona, both of our slacks on <laughs> all three, all of over Arizona, uh, Scottsdale, Tempe, Chandler, Queen Creek, Paradise Valley locations. Um, look it up. They're fantastic. Thank you, Chop Shop, for supplying us with lunch yesterday. Yeah. So good. I feel like you could have, like, a pretty damn good day in Tempe, right? Like, you you end your day with Chop Shop. Mm-hmm. Started with some Burrito Express. Ooh. Like, just have a little food tour around the valley. I don't know. Um, Burrito Express is... 
I think <laughs> probably the greatest breakfast burrito to ever exist. Ever exist. Right? Is that a, no, that's I'm not, not saying it. The streets are saying it. Yeah, that's true. The streets are the streets have been talking. I got my ear to the streets. You know how we do. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's the best burritos. I got locations all over the valley. Um, check them out. It's like it is the it was like the official food of, of the unofficial official burrito of Sun Devil football. football. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, check them out. Five locations across the valley. Yeah, we haven't had it in a while. It's man. been too long, man. But Totri snaked long. us that one time. But you know what? That's because. But the problem is that a lot of our basketball games have been late. So we like the games have been at they they close at three. Yeah. But you know where we got a noon basketball game, New Year's Eve. Oh Ring, yeah. Or end the year with some Burrito Express before, during, maybe after the ASU versus U of A game on December thirty first. Definitely. Uh, well, let's talk about basketball then. Hey, why not? What has impressed you the most about this season so far? <sighs> I mean, Chat, you can weigh in too. it's hard not to say the defense, but that's like also the least surprising thing is that the defense is good. Like it was good last year. Um, and that just kind of weirdly become the identity of Bobby Hurley's teams over the last two years, I think. But um, outside the defense, it's just the chemistry. Like they just are. They just seem like they're vibing and they're playing for one another. And you could put them in any situation, any arena, any opponent, and they're going to be playing for one another. Um and that is good. Like that just makes this team a little bit more fun. Because it's not like they didn't. Not like we had any reason to believe that they weren't playing for each other next year. But it also didn't like smack you in the face the way this team is with their chemistry. They're like, we're riding for one another, yeah. and you can you can tell that. Like they they make it very clear. And I think that part has make made this team very fun. Yeah, I think it's Coach Bobby Hurley. Um, that's impressive. Also fair, just because of how he, you know, he. People are critical about his adjustments mm-hmm. from game by game, even during the games. But the adjustment from year to year has always been solid, I think. Um, they they do fix a lot, aside from that Princeton offense, but yeah. sometimes it's not broken. Yeah. Um, but his demeanor has changed. You know? yeah, yeah. He still does his little Bobby change. He's, Bob, he's a but hurly, that's what but... That's what fires him up. He is a situational technical guy. You know, if if the team needs a technical, it'll fire him yeah. up. He'll get it. For yeah, you. yeah. It's like he's like a, a like a, a hockey player that but, gets in a fight at a good yeah. time. He knows when to use it. But all this, and it's easy to say this when you're winning. But yeah. everything that comes out of Tempe has been good. You know, like from what players are saying, post game interviews, yeah. and um, also we're forgetting they lost to Texas Southern in the yeah. second game of the season. Yep. Like this could have gone very poorly, very fast. Look, <laughs> I mean, it's obviously very different. But I mean, look at football. They lost to an opponent they weren't supposed to very early in the season. Yep. And how did this how did it all end? Yeah, and Jacob um, brings up a great point that the team can make adjustments when they get into foul. Yes, we saw yeah, this last game. Point. They can make adjustments, but also the bench is a huge reason why that was able to yeah. work. The bench yeah, yeah. had some huge minutes, even without scoring a lot. Uh, we saw 10 points from Austin Nunez coming off the bench. And was, those are like a quiet 10 points. Yeah, right? quiet 10. He was good defensively as yeah. well. Some mistakes here and there, but... Overall, fantastic. LTC says clutch shooting. That's Completely agree. I mean, it's just. It honestly, did you see the video from Jordan Ham, by the way, on Twitter? No. It was one of the greatest videos I've ever seen. Uh, it was one of the greatest it. tweets I've ever seen. Rather, it it was the first video was the shot that does hit in the corner, the corner fadeaway three that we were like, oh god, he check and he hit it. The second tweet was him practicing that exact shot pregame. <laughs> it it was ju- it was I just mean, awesome to things see things you love to see. But yeah. yeah, I mean, it's hard to find a part of the team that you don't. Not I mean, they're, yeah. I mean, not that hard, right? Like. I mean, some of Frankie playing Superman ball, like problematic. Mm-hmm. So they're just inability to produce offensively at times is problematic. But 
when you have a defense as good as it they are, yeah. you can get away with that kind of stuff. So it's it's hard to really be upset at anything. Yeah. Here's also something from a game planning perspective that I've enjoyed from Bobby Hurley is his ability to take away the scoring option of the other team. Uh, you know, obviously ASU's win over Michigan was propelled by really high percentage of sh- of really good shooting. Essentially, mm-hmm. yeah. they made the shots that they took most of them. Yes, sixty percent. Uh, but another reason is the stalling the All-American or should be All-American center Hunter Dickinson. Yeah. He didn't do anything against ASU. Fast forward to the Creighton game last week. Yeah. Or over the weekend or Monday. This was this week. Oh my God. Yeah. I don't, like I said, all Monday. Go go to the Creighton game on Monday. Obviously they're seven footed in play. They're leading scorer. But you know who's on that team? Nemhard. Brother of Andrew Nemhard. He's very good at basketball. What he did against ASU, or what he was nothing. What he did against U of A, what he did against Texas, what he did against Texas Tech, uh, 20 plus points in each game, shooting yeah. about 40 to 60%. Yeah. I mean, the, the thing about this team is that I'm not going to sit here and pretend like, I mean, I do think the defense allows them to compete against just about anybody. But the thing I think that is special about this defense is like, if you're going to beat this team, you're probably going to have to do it in a different, different way than you have won your other yep. games. And I think that makes them hard. I mean, no, I'm not even going to mention the school. Uh, another, I'm not going to mention the school you think I'm going to mention. Let's talk about Washington, their zone. Like that's a, like zone defenses, for example, are yeah. a situation where a lot of teams struggle against them because it's just different. Not necessarily that the team's better than you, but it makes you change the way you play your game. And obviously, ASU's not running a zone like that, but it is. They make you play differently. Um, and I think a big part of that is Warren Washington. I think he it is the most important part of this team, to be quite honest. Mm-hmm. Like I think he is. Is the difference between last year's team and this year's team is a guy like Warren Washington, yeah. um, but I, I think that's part of what makes this team so dangerous. That's going to be a, a a huge test. Like we've seen them play against the zone, but not yeah. against you know the zone yeah. that yeah. you think of in college basketball, the Syracuse zone. That yeah. I said it for you. Uh, Thank you. Correct me if I'm wrong, but last year the Washington game where they scored 29 points or whatever it was, that was against the zone most of the game, um, mm. and this offense just can't can't really get going. The Princeton doesn't work against zones. No. It just simply doesn't. It's a it's strictly for a man offense. I'm excited to see what they do to attack zones. I've, we saw them attack zones a couple times this year, and there was a lot of entry passes to the high key. Yeah. A lot of stuff with Devin Cambridge coming to yeah. that high post, looking down, Warren pl- playing the block. Mid-range Lou could thrive against the zone. What, when is the game against Washington? I don't know off the top of my head. Um, but, I mean, like – Ways to be like the thing about this team is they play Washington January 26th or okay. no January 8th at okay. home. You're seeing a lot of the things that beat the zone. You're seeing this team do well or not a lot. But I mean, like, for example, a good way to beat the zone is lobs. Mm-hmm. This team is doing that this year. Um, they're not really shooting great from three, yeah. but get Alonzo Gaffney open in the corner. <laughs> Apparently he makes those every single time. And like you can you might get those opportunities against the zone and then get out, get opportunities at the, the like the top of the free throw line type mm-hmm. thing. Like that little soft area, you have guys that are ma- that are shooting wonderfully from mid range. Um, so, like, I think this team is kind of built outside of the fact that they like to run Princeton on offense. Like, they are built to beat zones. So it'll be interesting to see how they they play against those teams. Yeah, uh, my goal this year for this team is for them to make the opposing team get into a box and one for Dez or somebody like that. Mm-hmm. I want somebody to just get so hot they have to change the defense. I want yeah. to see that so bad. Um, yeah, the, this team excites me, but obviously we've been scoring before when they were number three in the yes. nation, 12-0. Um, so 
is there? Do we expect a drop off when it comes to conference play? I think expect? He, I don't think you can expect it any like at this point. They because they've played two three. They've played two conference games and they were tough conference games and they won. I, like this team just seems different. And like obviously, I'm going to sit here and feel like an idiot when they go. 500 hey, no, in conference. No, no. no like, they're not. They're not, though. But I don't, not. I don't think they're going to. But I mean, like, obviously, whatever. I understand that in, like, there's a lot of reasons historically to think that this team is going to fall off, blah, blah, blah. But this team just feels different. Um, so, no, I don't think you can. I think you're being unnecessarily pessimistic if you're expecting a drop-off. I think you have to acknowledge the fact that it's a possibility, but I don't think you can expect, expect it. <sighs> All right. Let's talk about the best and the worst case mm. coming off. For this Bobby Hurley led team, what's the best case? Not postseason, just not t- postseason. Right before the tournament, the, the Pac-12 tournament. I think the best case is that you have split with Arizona, you split with UCLA. And then I think saying that you've won every other conference game is slightly unrealistic because it's conference basketball, yep. but. Five losses in conference, I think, might be best case scenario. You you lose one to U of A, you lose one to UCLA, and then you just lose a couple somewhere otherwise otherwise because it's a conference game. Um, but I, I do think that this is now a team where outside of U, UCLA and U of A, they sh- they are the best team against anybody they play in the conference. Um, so realistically, those are the only games that that they are going that I look at on the schedule and like they should lose that game. ASU should lose twice to U of A. They should lose twice to UCLA. But this is a good team. It's a hard team to beat. So I think they they're going to end up finding one. Um, at least one of those four games, they're going to win one. Because mm-hmm. um, I mean, they did last year. They beat UCLA somehow at one point last year. So um, I think that's probably okay. the best case scenario. They're ten and one right now. Yes, twenty more games. Best case scenario record. Twenty more games. You 20 said twenty more games. Ten and one. Best case scenario record. Um, twenty more games. They lose. I'll go twenty five and six. Is that math? Did I add that math up right? No, maybe. Yes, you did. Okay, yep, thirty one. I think yep. it's around around there. Um, because yeah. I don't think they should lose. They, they shouldn't, in my opinion. They obviously shouldn't lose to San Diego. San Francisco game might be tough, but that's another game they should win. And then again, like I said, you look at the conference schedule. Only teams that I think they should lose to are UCLA and U and U of A. Uh, outside of that, I think they should be the favorite in just about every game. Um, USC is going to give you some trouble. UCLA, USC is going to give you trouble. And I mean, the problem with this team is that their their three point shooting disappears. Yeah. Or their shooting in general disappears. So they're going to be in a lot of close games. I think they can. They've shown that they can win close games, but I think a team like that, you're naturally just going to lose a couple of really close games, um, and that's why I'm not going to sit here and pretend they're going to go undefeated in yeah. conference. But um, ASU will, uh, does not get Cal at home this year, unfortunately. They, mm. they do go to Cal, sad, but they also don't have to go to Utah. They just play one game against Utah, and it's at home. So I think they'll still Thank be favored in that game. But I agree with Jacob. Utah is proving to be very good. Yeah, they're almost a strong defense. Yeah, no, I mean that's what I'm saying. Like they're, they're they, I'm not like I'm not gonna I'm not sitting here and trying to say that ASU is leaps and bounds against everyone no. else and uh, better than everybody else in the conference. I, I do think USC and Utah are in that same general stratosphere, but you don't make dumb plays. Yeah, you should win a lot yeah. of games. Um, worst case scenario. And we've seen that this shooting can get hot. Yeah. If the shooting gets hot, they're Game's beating over. anybody in the country. <laughs> I think. I do not think that there is a team. That this team cannot beat if they're shooting. If they shoot the way they did against Michigan, they're playing the same defense they played in every game. They beat anyone in the country, I think. Anyone. Um, 
But that's a big if because that shooting doesn't usually happen. Mm. So you're relying on the defense. Um, this seems good, man. This seems so good. All right. Well, let's talk about the worst case scenario. You go like 10 and 10 in conference and then you miss. Do you think that's the worst case? I I think here's the worst case scenario. Your three-point ball disappears completely. Even oh, worse than it is now. You, you're shooting about 20% yeah, from three yeah. in conference play. Okay. You, the defense laps. You know, there's a bunch of lapses in, in multiple games. Dumb fouls. Um, you lose like six in a row. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I for guess the rest of the year you go six and fourteen. I think that is the that is a nightmare. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because that you know what that puts you up if you go six and fourteen, you're sixteen and fifteen. Yeah, that'd be pretty bad. I just <laughs> I don't really see a path to that happening. I just think this team is is too good, and their defense is too good. Um, <laughs> um, but I've been burnt before. So we will see. So 10 and 10 you're going with. I think 10, I just don't think they are going to fall off that much. I don't know. Maybe I'm just not giving the All conference right. enough credit. What, but. What's it, who, who needs to step up if this team wants to have that best case scenario and end up winning 26 games? I think um, it's Frankie or DJ. I just think if you can get consistent offensive DJ, oh this team's God. going to be dangerous. Like, because uh, I think consistent offensive DJ, he's one offensively one of the best guards in the country. If you got what he can do consistently, but he just he's never he's never done it consistently. Um, but it's either him or Frank. He needs to just needs to be more consistent offensively. Like if you, if you can get one of them to be consistent offensively, this team becomes very dangerous. Because that's the biggest problem with the team, in my opinion, is that you don't have a guy that is like. I was, I was watching Memphis, um, Alabama last night, and they were just talking about how. Team struggling. They I can't remember who it is, but they had a guy who was like, "All right, I'm just gonna have to go make plays." And I don't think there was Memphis a guy struggling. I think so. Amani Bates. Probably. He's gone now. No, no. They were talking about it. They were talking about somebody that was playing in the game last night. Oh, I couldn't. I can't remember who it is. Um, but I don't like if you're looking at this team and it's like, okay, everyone's struggling. This guy's going to get you a bucket. I don't really know who that is. That's Des Cambridge. It should be, but it hasn't been. It's, it's consistently like, it hasn't been consistent. Like it's, it's gotten more consistent. But I, it's been consistent in the sense that he's making big buckets. But I mean, this team is down ten. You need a guy to go put this team on his back and just start going crazy. There has not been one of those guys consistently that this year. Well, yeah. So yeah. I mean, I and also they also haven't been in that situation. Because, yeah, they've only been in that situation. That's, that, that's fair. They've been in that situation twice, and once one of the times was Dez. VCU yeah, but Dez just, has also disappeared offensively and looked terrible yeah. at times. So that that's yeah. what concerns me. As I, there hasn't been a guy who was like every time you needed him, he's shown up. Yeah. Um, so that concerns me, and I think that is why this could go really poorly at times. But yeah, I just think the defense is too good. They're going to they're going to be in games that they otherwise should not be in. My X factor is Uppies. Yeah, if Warren Washington can turn into an absolute force inside, yeah, if he, if he can, then your offense is terrifying. He's going like ten and ten every game. Yeah, that's gonna be a problem. That's gonna be that's gonna be a problem. Yeah, because I mean that's another thing that you look at. Like you, we talk about the two big teams that have played Michigan and, and Creighton. The thing that was most concerning about them is their big man. If you have a big man that can answer any other big man in the country. Mm-hmm. I don't think we've T- seen the best tough team to beat. I don't think we have either. Um, yeah, Jacob, I am very excited to see him against Umar Balo. Yeah, Jacob bringing up the foul trouble for Dez. That's that. That is a huge thing. Um, he, we need him down the stretch. Foul trouble is my is one of my chief concerns with this team because yeah, especially when we get to Pac twelve. Yeah, with yeah. the refs, it's, yeah. it's, it's going to be rough differently. Oh boy, 
this, so back they, to Stanford last they, year. They have shown that they can play aggressive but play smart at the same time. We saw yes. that last game. We saw that nice. against Creighton when they got into foul trouble. They yeah, played well, tough that, that's the thing. Fouling. It's like they might not play smart defense, whistle to whistle, but I think you saw in that Creighton game that there was a point where they're like, okay, you got to stop now. Like mm-hmm. this is this is now the point of no return. If you keep doing this shit, you're going to lose this game. And then they 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 made that adjustment, mm-hmm. um, and that is very encouraging because you didn't see that last year. Like there was times like that Stanford game where things got bad and they just they just stayed bad. And then you got two player, you got a player and a coach get suspended, mm-hmm. and everything was ugly. Um, hopefully, they don't do that again. Right time. now, ASU would be the number one seed in the Pac-12 tournament. Obviously, First it's very early. No conference by. play has First officially. By. The, it, the conference play has kind of started, but not really officially. Officially, um, so we'll see what happens. There's so much adversity to go through for an ASU basketball team that has gone through a lot in Pac-12 yeah, play. I mean, hopefully, not as much as in the past. Um, but we will see. There's a lot of basketball to be played. Uh, Sunday night, San Diego. Got to win that game. Got to so win that game. We'll be there for the post-game show. Make sure to join us right here on the PHNX Sports YouTube channel. Um, anything else about the basketball team? No. Just keep on keeping on. If <laughs> Nice. That's good. I think you should go talk to them and tell them that. Yeah. Uh, if you had to place a underdog, if you were allowed to yes. place an underdog fantasy, uh, higher or lower pick them for this team. Give me three entries on what you would take, points or whatever. Any stats? On this game? Um, no, just just any given night. Oh. Like, what, what are your go-tos? <sighs> probably Alonzo Gaffney lower on points. Yeah, that's good. It's probably, like, at half. Well, but let me set up for you. Three and a half. Lower. Okay. Uh, mm, yeah, lower. Because okay. <sighs> then you get him in the corner and he hits two. Th- I'm still going to take lower. I'm going to okay. assume lower. Okay. Uh, uh, well, I'll give you. I'll give you a couple of them. Okay. Um, let's see. Austin Nunez, seven and a half points. These are good lines, aren't they? Lower. Lower. Wow. I know this sounds like I'm being really pessimistic about this team, but it's just last night was the or not last night, but that that ten points against Creighton was the first time he had done anything offensively mm-hmm. since New York City. So Frankie Collins, nine and a half points plus or rebounds plus assists. Higher. Higher. That man is a menace. Yeah, offensively. six, six and five every single yeah, game. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Yeah. Uh, if you want to get in on the action, unfortunately not in Arizona. You can you, you can't bet on player props. Yeah. Uh, in college, but you can do it with all the other sports professionally. Um, just pick up to five of your favorite or least favorite players' totals. Bet on whether they'll end up higher or lower than the total that they set. Um, and it's just it's a lot of fun. You can also do daily fantasy drafts. So go to underdogfantasy.com. Or download uh, the app, sign up with promo code PHNX, and Underdog will match your first deposit up to 100 bones. Bones. Ooh, roof, roof, roof. Um, part of the reason why I like Underdog, too, is just that it makes, like, you can find a random game, and it makes it a little more fun to watch. And it's even more fun to watch when you're sitting in, like, some comfy chairs or something like that. Mm. And obviously the comfiest of chairs, they come from more furniture. You know, we're, we're decked out. Uh, we sit here. I was just watching the Morocco-France World Cup game, sitting in one of our nice, comfy um more furniture recliners, and it made the loss for the Moroccan loss. I was rooting for Morocco. Mm-hmm. Also may have had a little money on Morocco. Um, it made that loss feel go down a little easier. Mm-hmm. Um, so check out More Furniture. They're having a holiday clearance event at More Furniture. Jingle, you can save jingle. up to 50% off. 5-0. Not 1-5. 5-0% off. Um, check out More Furniture. It's maybe the comfiest. Again, streets are talking. This isn't coming from me. It's from the streets. The comfiest <laughs> furniture 
in the solar system. The streets are always talking. The streets are talking. The it's just so happens they're talking, talking about some, our sponsors. Sometimes the feds are always watching. Yeah, the feds are uh, watching. And they were watching Sean Miller. Uh, True. And uh, for five years, nothing happened. For five whole years, nothing happened. And then today, news finally came out about the punishment for all of the stuff that Sean all Miller things. found out about. Obviously, he's been gone for a while. Um, but today, the panel decided that Arizona's decision to self-impose a postseason ban for the 2020 to 21 season shaped the sanctions against the program for failure to monitor the school. U of A will pay five thousand dollars and lose one scholarship for its incoming recruiting class, along with some vacated wins. If this doesn't tell you that, I I really don't think much is going to happen with A's yeah. football. I don't know what will. The thing that concerns me the most is in regards to to you. First off, if the fine is something like I don't have five thousand dollars, I can just pay. But if like I had to post like a five thousand dollar bail, I could get someone to give me that money, and that should tell you how low, like how little that. Like if I could pay the the fine that the school is getting, that's a pretty low fine. The thing that concerns me the most though is that this and the Tennessee situation, Tennessee football situation. The thing that got them out of trouble. Well, two things that got them out of the trouble is their cooperation and self-imposed things. And as far as I can tell, ASU football has not self-imposed anything. Um, Well, their play self-imposed a bull ban. Um, (laughs) But it doesn't seem like the school has imposed any kind of scholarship bans or anything like that. Um, And that is seemingly what has gotten Tennessee and U of A out of trouble. So that concerns me. I'm hoping that is not that big of a deal and that... ASU is cooperating, and that really gets them out of trouble. But regardless, it does not seem like the NCAA is really coming down hard on these schools. Yeah. Um, and that is a good sign for ASU. A couple of other self-imposed things. Two-week ban on their campus visits for men's basketball during March 2022. Whoa, whoa. Wait, March 2022? You mean when they're not playing any games on campus? They're literally March only 2022 in... already happened. Yeah, no, no, no but I'm saying they, they didn't they, play any games on campus. They yeah. played in Vegas and then they played in the tournament. So did the 2020 to 2021 self-imposed. That's why <laughs> this is ridiculous. That, but that's what it is. But it's but they that's self-imposed these things yeah. that they. But that's that's kind of what I was saying about ASU. They all sucked the last two years. They self-imposed. Self imposed some. They did. Well, they self-imposed their postseason this year. But they should they can come out and say that. I come out because that's what they should have done after the Eastern Michigan laws. Be like, but you self-imposed bail. You didn't come out and say this before. They didn't come out and say, hey, nobody can visit our campus. We're saying this right I now. I guess that's true. So, I guess that's true. Yeah. Um, does this, Chad, does this give you hope now? Do you believe that really not much is going to happen? Slap on the wrist. Three scholarships max, I'd say, for one year. Yeah, because they didn't even fine. use all their scholarships last year, did they? Sean Miller didn't get anything. Nothing happened to him. He's still coaching it. Yeah. At, so. uh, and that's, that's a tough thing, right? Because I do think the NCAA is now at a point where they realize that, like, they're not, they don't, everyone's gone. The difference here in ASU is that, or U of A is that their AD was, is also gone, correct? Like the AD that was here for this is yeah, not there so. right now. So, yeah, because um, like there is, that was yeah. like a clean break. There are no connections yeah. now. And I guess Ray is still here, but how much does that really yeah. matter? Their GM um, saw in the chat. We were, we've been talking about this yeah. for the last couple of months. Like, it's been hush hush about this, and yeah. people really expected. I don't know why people expected five years later them to come out and say death penalty, death penalty, yeah. death penalty. Because <laughs> like, Kyle Larson, you gotta go. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I do think the NCAA is now at a point where they realize that like we can't be punishing these kids for that, something that a grown man who is not there anymore yeah. did. Like, could you imagine that? Like, it'd be it'd be such bullshit if 
fucking like one of us was getting held accountable for something that happened at the company before we even started working here. Yeah. Like that doesn't make any sense. It doesn't help anybody. Um, so yeah, I don't think unless they have a they have a, a an axe to grind with Sean Iguano <laughs> that they're, they're really gonna come out here and and fuck over ASU football. Yeah. I don't think that's gonna happen. Yeah. Um, and also, and I, it's not good for NCAA. And, and like, also, I don't think it's gonna happen for a couple of years. Yeah, that's the thing. Like I I. I, I, I <laughs> Oh, Hiki was there when it all went down. Okay. Also, so I don't know. Um, I don't know what I'm talking about. But that, yeah. I mean, that's even better sign for ASU. The, the AD is there, and it's the it's the it's the the football program. None of them are there yeah, well, anymore. Ray's, Ray was here. Yeah. Ray's gonna be here. So. Yeah. Yeah. We talked about Ray um, yesterday. Yeah, yesterday, yesterday audio, audio show. If you missed it, go listen to that. Um, but yeah, we got something pretty exciting to announce right now. Um, we do have somebody on the show tomorrow. Kind of announce. I guess I kind of leaked it earlier. Um, Without further ado, who's on our show tomorrow? It's Carlos. De Carlos Brooks. Brooks. Uh, yeah, ASU running back, transfer running back, played at Cal last year. Um, I decided to talk to him. I'm like, I'm excited to. I just like talking to let's transfer guys. Let's just hope. I, I'm gonna say it. I'm yeah. gonna say it. Yeah, fair. Let's, let's, hope our, let's hope our show isn't cursed. Last time we had a transfer come on, <laughs> two weeks after he, he decided he was gonna transfer to ASU, he decommitted. Listen, this is gonna be an inside <laughs> secret with us. I think the company might be cursed because you look at what happens with Coyotes. They do walking and talking. Guys just don't. <laughs> they, they they struggle for like a week, but then they come back and they score. Craig released an article about Carol Vomelka. He got in two goals in the first five minutes last night. <laughs> okay, but we're but gonna jo- keep that between Josh us. Dunsley. Yo, you know what? You know Josh Dunsley. Yeah. Well, well, you know, you know what? I think it's good to air this out. So like, yeah, we hey, need to acknowledge it. Seth you. Beer, we put him on a T-shirt. Where's he at? <laughs> we didn't do that. We didn't put him on a T-shirt. Yeah, it's no way affiliated yeah. with him whatsoever. Fair enough. Seth Beer. What yeah. are you talking about? Fair uh, enough. But. Yeah, this is, we're just gonna keep this between us. You know what else is exciting to announce? Illegal Pete's. Ooh, that's, that is. Hey, exciting. Chad, have you ever had Illegal Pete's? Um, whether you were investigating a scandal in Tucson or Tempe, there are <laughs> locations in both places. Yeah. So if, if you're if you're an FBI plant <laughs> that wants to investigate a school that's for what recruiting they scandals, were, they were or whatever. There was somebody in Illegal Pete's writing out the email, getting yeah. ready to give a U of A the death penalty, then they into a burrito or a taco and they're like oh, i can't do this to the city yeah uh, so yeah as i said we're excited to welcome illegal pete's to the ph next family check out their location on mill in tempe plus when you purchase a hundred dollars in gift cards they'll throw you 25 dollars one on the house and be on the lookout for a few informal happy hours with us with us country. and Tofu. um it's on mill if you haven't been yet their food is fantastic one day you're gonna literally they have a bar somewhere. inside of it it's like a it's like a hoity-toity chipotle uh, where you can get twisted at, um, mm. and it's on Mill. It's a great spot. If you haven't been to Illegal Pete's, go there. And then if you're in Tucson for whatever reason, there's also one there. Um, so definitely check it out. It's, it's a it very, is, very fun time. What binds us together, Tucson and Tempe, is Illegal the I-10 and Illegal Pete's. <laughs> yeah, and Four Peaks. And Four Peaks, yes, because you can't get Four Peaks down there. Go get yourself some Four Peaks. Go get yourself some Four Peaks. Um, the sad thing, this. if you're from Tucson, though, is he got to come all the way up here if you want um, to the A Street Pub? But I'm. The streets are saying, not me. The streets are saying that it's worth it. The, the it's streets worth are it. talking. The streets much. are talking a lot about our sponsors. It's I just think so the streets it, should stop talking. Why they're they're, they're talking truth? Yeah, I'm just saying they're talking truth. Uh, yeah, but get out to the Four Peaks um, A Street Pub. And you can give back the gift of beer this holiday season. They have a limited supply of their December advent calendar. Have we opened ours today? We haven't opened ours, have we? We will. We're gonna, we're gonna, we'll do it after the show. We'll, we'll let y'all know um, what it is. But yeah, um, 
yeah, fifty five dollars. You can enjoy specialty beers, tall boys, and more. You can get beers that I didn't even know existed. They had like a Harry Potter themed beer. They had like a Beatles themed beer. It's just crazy. Um, it's a good gift, and if you get it now, you got fourteen beers that you get to open off rip. Yep. One I'm for just each saying. Day. I'm just saying. And you know, you know what? You could open it. Find the beers that excite you. Find the beers that you know your friend is like, oh, they're an IPA. Go, I'm gonna save this IPA, and then you get you get another gift. You can get some beers for yourself. Take the beers out, put a couple aside, give them like their own little build a six pack. It's again streets saying yeah. maybe the greatest Christmas gift of all time. Um, streets all are right. vocal today. Yeah, twenty one plus though. If you're gonna be yeah, drinking. obviously you're gonna be drinking twenty one plus, but you do not have to be twenty one to get today's street pub and enjoy some tendies yeah uh enjoy responsibly uh last topic i have kind of impromptu talking about four peaks if there's not a bar near you um i've seen people open up their own bars in garages have you seen that i've not you've never seen that i mean i've seen like i've been at houses who like have bars in them like in like you've never seen like somebody run a bar out of their i've not that sounds like a felony uh, (laughs) no i think you can get a liquor license for whatever um, I saw a guy, I met a guy that was in Old Town that had, I forgot what his thing was called. He called, It was like something cool, Porky's Porch or something. Uh, it was awesome. And he ran out of his garage. He had t-shirts and everything. It was really cool. So I wanted to know, first of all, does that sound like something you'd attend? Attend? Is it my friend's garage or just a garage? Uh, let's say a mutual friend. You don't really know them. but Yeah. Like if you were like, hey, one of my buddies is opening up a, a bar in his garage. You want to check it out? Like, yeah. Or what if, it's, what if he's not opening it up? What if it's just like. Like it's super decked. It's like a man cave, but a bar. And he's oh, like, oh yeah, yeah, that's a vibe. All right. Well, I need three PHNX employees that would work at said bar. Derek is an easy number one. Yeah. I think. What does he uh, do? Bartender. Yeah. So we need a yeah. bartender. We need like somebody who makes the food, and we need a hostess slash host. Okay. So yeah, um, definitely the bartender, chef. Uh, I'm either. G- I think my I've been oh Craig duh yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was getting skewed I was considering Frank because he made some of the best you have ever had Saul's gonna be so mad you didn't listen, take him for chef I'm sorry Saul you're that's an amazing cook but that's where I'm going Craig Saul yeah I, it, Craig, it depends on the vibe you're going for because if you're going to like for some barbecue then it's easily Saul well like, but yeah, I think just bar food and barbecue yeah in general, it's that's true Craig, Craig might takes be a little, the credit that's a good for point. his wife cooking that's also the food good, well no Craig's a very good cook in his own right but yeah. that yeah he's my his food might be a little too hot. Highbrow for mm-hmm. our garage bar. So, yeah, you're probably right. Great. Uh, Saul's probably the right way to go there. Um, Derek is easily the bartender. Yep. Our yeah, host slash Derek. hostess. Jacob. Really? Yeah. I'd be intimidated if I walked in there's a man that tall seat and walked <laughs> me to my seat. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Really? Uh, yeah. Toe tree? To- toe tree would be a very good one. Honestly, and I'm not, I was, uh, no, I'm going to go with Leah because Leah and I are the same in that we both are she does have restaurant terrific, like, customer service people. Mm. Like, it is just kind of, it, uh, I was built for that shit. I worked at a taco. That's and Jacob did work at a taco too, though, and they, they know how to train people there. That's how you got me. Yeah. we're right. popular, Sean. We're, we're there's popular. One, yeah, there's the bar one, is going to be popular. There's one more position. Corner, and, and I think it's clear who it should be. And on the count of three, we're going to say it at the same time. Okay. What's the position? Ready? Security. Three, two, one. Emma. Frank. Oh. oh. Emma, what? Oh yeah. If Emma, if Emma came up to me, I love Emma. If Emma came up to me. And was like, sir, you need to leave. I would be like, how are you even allowed in here? You're a child. Yeah. She is 21 though. She'd force you out. She force. She'd force you out, and then if you if you tried to if you tried to fight back, she'd stab you. Well, that yeah. If she's yeah, I guess there is that. Like, <laughs> you'd be like, she'd be like, sir, you need to leave. You're, you've had too much, and you'd say, fuck off. She'd whisper you, you go. I have a knife. Yeah. Yeah. What what position would Espo have at the uh, at the bar? Mascot. 
Espo would be the Espo, and just no. because I only saying this because Saul is already in the kitchen cooking. Espo would be like the the floor manager that goes around to the oh, east table and is like, "Are you are you enjoying enjoying yeah. your experience tonight?" I've always, oh my god, another thing. I've always wanted to do that. I've always I wanted to wa- oh. go to an Applebee's, yeah, wearing put a, on a suit, a button down, and just be like, "How's your food today?" Oh. Are you guys enjoying your experience? Oh, I don't today? like that. I don't like I'm that. His hand that. is on I, my back. I'm I did not like it. that. I, I, that's a lawsuit. That's a lawsuit waiting now. <laughs> yeah, as long as he's keeping his hands off the patrons of the of the garage bar, that hey, should be good. Friday, Friday, <laughs> when we're in downtown, I'm going to walk into a random uh, establishment, random food place, and the fir- like the one of the first tables I see in the corner, I'm going to ask how their food is. <laughs> we're gonna go, we're gonna be at Lucky's. This is gonna be like a random bar. I'm gonna be walking around in a Here, suit. Like, Are you my, enjoying your experience I'll today? Do, I'll do my like forty year old, <laughs> forty year old dad. Uh, Wait, that's what would be a tremendous yeah, bathroom he attendant. He's like, do you need some gum, sir? I'll do my forty year old dad uh, manager impression. Oh. Act like you're eating. Sorry to the audio listeners. Hey boss, how's everything? Oh yeah, I mean it's pretty good. Um. I've been waiting for a soup to come out. Soup. But um, otherwise, everything's been pretty good. I'll check on that for you. Right. Right, boss. Appreciate you it. I appreciate okay. it. Was that good? That was tremendous. Yeah. That was tremendous. Great right. customer service. It made up for the fact that my waiter forgot the soup. Yeah. What's up, soup? French onion? Duh. Duh. No. You know actually, is- I can't because I have, I've had the best, not in my opinion, the streets have said the best <laughs> French onion soup of peaks. all time is at Four Peaks, so yeah. I'm not even going to try to mess with that. Duh. It depends on what kind of soup Saul's got in his bag. Yeah. I don't know what kind of soup well, guy he is. you know what else is a duh? It's following us on Twitter. Follow duh. the show on Twitter at phnx underscore Sun Devils. Did you hit your your next Twitter milestone? I forgot what it was. Was a thousand? it 1,000? Yeah. John, you hit me do 1,000. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Shane D. If you can follow Totri on Twitter at Anthony underscore Totri. And you can follow Sean on Twitter at Sean underscore DePaz. Enjoying my soup as always. <laughs> Love it. Uh We'll be back tomorrow with DeCarlos Brooks, 2 p.m. 2 p.m., baby. 2 p.m. 2 p.m. 2 p.m. Make sure to join us. Totally will be back. Right here on the PHNX Sports YouTube channel. You can follow PHNX underscore sports across all socials, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. But until then, we'll see you tomorrow at 2. Peace.